Hello, I'm Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about worship. You know, this week we will be waving palms in church as we celebrate Palm Sunday, and it'll give us an opportunity to replicate the shouting of a Hosanna to the King of Kings, who is Jesus, of course. You know, one Palm Sunday, I heard about a little girl who had a sore throat, and the five-year-old Annie stayed home from church with her mother. And when the rest of the family returned home, they were carrying palms from the service. And Annie asked them what they were for. Well, people held them over Jesus' head as he rode by on a colt, her father explained. Wouldn't you know it, Annie said, the one Sunday I'm sick and Jesus shows up and offers pony rides. (laughs) It's interesting to me the many ways people choose to worship God. Most people, you know, uh, like to attend church. I know that's one of their favorite types of worship, Uh, but others sing songs and others dance unto the Lord. Some may write poetry or paint art or simply offer up prayers of thanks to him. You know, I can remember as a kid singing with a children's choir in our church, and we had these white robes that went down to about our lower thighs, just above the knee there, and uh, they had uh, these giant red bows we had attached to the front of our collars, and uh, (laughs) we looked, looked good. You know, someone recently posted a photo of our little choir on social media, and it was amazing to see how many friends from the past Uh, were on that photo, all wearing those little choir robes. You know, one of the songs we did was performed at Christmas time, and it was The Little Drummer Boy. And I actually got to play the pa-rumpa-pum-pum part on the snare drum. I loved it. I also sang All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth at a time when uh, my actual two front teeth were missing. (laughs) I was waiting for the, the adult teeth to come in. But uh, to match my appearance, my choir director used a Reese's peanut butter cup wrapper to cover her two front teeth, too. And uh, we could match there. And I learned at an early age the importance of singing worship to the Lord. You know, it helped me later in life to write worship songs that we would uh, sing in church. In fact, we still sing in church today. Some of the ones that I've written and others uh, locally here that have written. You know, and I also have written worship songs with a pop rock sound for our band New Method. And uh, that really helped us a lot during our Faith and Family Night shows to encourage those attending the sports events and amusement parks to sing along in worship to God. It always blessed my heart to see people raising their hands to worship the Lord as they sang along with our music in the middle of a sports arena. How awesome. You know, as I mentioned, dance has also been a big part of expressing worship in the more recent years in my life. And uh, and that's, of course, with my family. You know, I, I've done a few things myself, of course, been in a couple dance classes. But it blesses my heart the most to see my wife and kids dance unto the Lord. You know, seeing how those worshipful lyrics are acted out and highlighted through movement just takes the worship experience to another level. I would encourage you actually to go to leapoffaithdancecompany.com. Again, that's leapoffaithdancecompany.com sometime to see what I'm talking about. 
because there's some photos and links where you can see some video of uh, just that amazing worship in dance unto the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit truly moves through the dancers as they give their all in worship. And as I mentioned before, there are many ways that people can worship the Lord by offering up their time and talents to Him, uh, besides those I've mentioned. One Sunday, we had a talent day at our church, and along with singing and dancing, we had a puppet ministry, share some puppet uh, skits there, and then dramatic readings and uh, artwork displayed for members of our congregation who paint or take photographs. And, uh, you know, I've just also had memorable times of worship just out in nature, too. I think uh, we all have experienced that before, seeing God's beautiful creation in the mountains or maybe by the ocean or in the forest. That just overwhelms me with the awe and wonder of how truly great our God is. And that reminds me that uh, is a little bit offensive, I think, sometimes when someone sees uh, something a person is doing with great talent or accomplishment, and then they act like they are bowing down to them. People try to bow down like they're worshiping them. I don't know if you've seen that before where you, you know, somebody's done something so great and then they start saying, we're not worthy and they start bowing before them. You know, I know that uh, the only one truly worthy of that kind of worship and praise is the true and living God. So let's reserve our worship and praise for the giver of that talent. You know, we can see the importance of worship in the Bible as well. In fact, there was a story where worship was a matter of life and death for three individuals. And you might remember these names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In Daniel 3, in fact, uh, starting in verse 10, those around King Nebuchadnezzar were pointing out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's decision not to worship the false gods that the king said to to worship. And it says, uh, starting there in verse 10, You have issued a decree, O king, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, O king. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual, and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these 
Men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took them up into the the furnace. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. That was Jesus. (laughs) And Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head signed, singed. I'm sorry. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel, who has sent his angel, and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command, and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Whew! So that is a powerful example of the need to worship only Jehovah God, isn't it? You know, worship is a declaration that God is in the midst of all that is happening in our world today. A powerful weapon against any lie that says God is not in control, or that He is not able. Worshiping together teaches us to submit and surrender all our cares to God, our priorities, plans, hopes, dreams, and even our fears. So how do you like to spend time in worship? You know, I'd encourage you to find more time in your personal worship moments, and don't hold back from corporate worship in the church, of course, of your choice. For doing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church. And more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also send me an email directly to Meacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's Doug M-E-A-C-H-A-M, at yahoo.com. So won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us, and God bless.